bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. Everybody who has received salary increase gets happy the first day they see their paycheck. Then after six months, they say, what am I doing here? Look at this small money I'm paid, but you've forgotten six months ago, it was your happiest day on earth when you saw that salary written against your name. Because everything that is exciting will get boring. Marriage that is exciting will get boring. The person you, look, you like to look at knows some husbands look at their wives and they, they just say, honey, I'm just looking at your face. I just like your face. Oh, just looking at your face and my heart is at peace. Then after six years, I don't want to look at your face. Sweetheart, look at me. No, I don't want to look at you. You can talk. I'm listening. Why? Because there will become here. And when resources dry up here, God is going to help you to move to the next there. Because your provision is never here. Your provision is there. There has to be a change. Otherwise, what you enjoy today will make you very sad tomorrow. When resources dry up in one place, God will point us to a new place. And we must keep moving constantly from here to there. The only way to enjoy God's provision is by moving to the place of God's provision. And so Elijah goes to the brook Cherith, and I'm sure the first day he got there was the happiest day of his life. Water is flowing. The brook has water. Ahab has no water. Elijah has water. And he sits by the brook and drinks this pure, fresh spring water. Then, whilst he's drinking the water, a raven comes, having picked somebody's food, which is what ravens do. So went to somebody's house, picked his bread, picked his meat, and dropped it right in front of Elijah. He says, thank you, Lord. He eats it. He drinks the water. He sleeps he wakes up and the cycle repeats itself. Can you imagine if you are in a world where everybody is suffering and there is no, no food and you are sitting alone by your brook. You found the secret of happiness. The brook all by yourself eating your bread and eating your meat. Whoever lost their bread and their meat to your advantage, you don't care. All you know is my God has supplied all my need. And it is your new here. And you say, oh, this is a place of blessing. And then one day you wake up, the brook is dry. Ooh. Raven didn't come. The here is dry. So God comes to Elijah and says, Elijah, it's not happening here. It's happening there. And if you want to continue eating, you have to move from here to there because there 
I have commanded a new source of supply. Don't get tied to only one place of God's provision that when it dries up, you think God is finished with you. Because God can continue opening new doors, new opportunity, new people. All you have to do is stay open to him. There is a new there for you. And you are going to get there. All right. Now, Elijah experienced a lot. He went from eating from the raven and from the brook to eating from the home of a widow throughout the years of the farming. Three years. Never lacked a meal. After three years, God says, Elijah, you've eaten enough from this woman. Now go and change the situation. Go to Mount Carmel and announce for a contest. He goes to Mount Carmel and he says, the prophets of Baal, come make a sacrifice. The God who answers by fire is the God who worship. And you know the story. Elijah prayed. There is an answer of fire. And he defeats the prophets of Baal and executes them. Then right after that, he thinks, oh, I'm in the right place. This is there, the place of victory. I have defeated all my enemies. Then he hears a threat from Jezebel. Go tell Elijah tomorrow about this time his head is off. So he moves from here to a new there. He's constantly moving. And when he gets to this new place, he's tired and he talks to God and God he says, God, I'm tired. God says, go and meet me on Mount Horeb. So, 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. You see the same thing being played out here. 1 Kings 19 from verse 11 to verse 16. 1 Kings 19, 11 to 16. This is God speaking to Elijah. And he said, go out and stand on a mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave suddenly a voice came to him and said what are you doing here Elijah what are you doing here Elijah and he said I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword I alone am left and they seek to take my life the Lord said to him go Return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazael as king over Syria. Also you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel Meholah, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. Very interesting story. What are you doing here? I feel God is asking most of us the question. What are you doing here? Why is God saying, what are you doing here? Because God said to Elijah, go to Mount Horeb. 
Now, normally when somebody says go to, mount, go to the mountain, you don't go to the bottom of the mountain. Although the bottom of the mountain is still the mountain. If somebody says go to the mountain, it means go to the top. Elijah got to Mount Horeb and went to look for a cave inside Mount Horeb and hid himself. So he's in the right place but the right, wrong location in the right place. He's at Mount Horeb, not on top of the mountain, but in a cave. And God comes and says, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Elijah is in a cave. He's feeling limited. He's supposed to stand on a mountain, but he's in the cave. And when he heard the voice of the Lord, he came out of the cave and God asked him, what are you doing here? Many times we get to this place where we feel we are in a cave. There are people who feel their marriage is a cave. It's limited, I'm limited. If I had married the right man, I wouldn't be like this. Why didn't you? <laughs> There were many men who wanted to marry me. And I said no and then I married you. And look at how my life has become. Look at how my life has become. You are in a cave. You are in a cave. Cave people talk like that. I shouldn't have listened. I shouldn't have listened. My mother told me. My mother told me. and I. If you start talking that way, you are in a cave. Take it from me. Learning from Elijah, you are in a cave. When people are in a cave, that's how they talk. Their language is full of feeling underappreciated. I have been zealous for the Lord, Elijah says. I have worked hard. He's trying to make God feel bad. <laughs> he's, he's trying to really make God feel bad about himself. He says, God, I've been zealous for you. And by implication, you've done nothing for me. People who are in a cave feel unappreciated. I cook and cook and cook and cook and cook and cook. No appreciation. I give chop money, chop money, chop money. No appreciation. I work hard, 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 hard. No appreciation. When you start talking like that, my friends, may I suggest to you boldly, you are in a cave. And God is saying, what are you doing here? I didn't call you to feel this way about yourself. I didn't bring you here for you to start feeling this sense of negativity. And there are many people feeling, I've done my best. Thank you. But look at me. You look good. He's feeling underappreciated. Not only is he feeling underappreciated, he's feeling isolated in the cave. I'm left alone. I've been left out. Everybody has gone ahead of me. Nobody is doing what I'm doing. I'm the only one. I'm left alone. And God is saying, what are you doing here? In other words, I don't want you to feel unappreciated. I don't want you to feel isolated. And certainly, I don't want you to feel self-pity. 
He says, they seek to take my life. Everybody wants to kill me. The witches in my father's family, the witches in my mother's family have finally conspired. They form a union against my life. He's forgotten that just a short while ago, he's executed 450 prophets of Baal. He's forgotten about that. And self-pity has taken hold of him. When you are filled with self-pity, when you feel isolated, when you feel underappreciated, and all that you do is complaining about this, you are in a cave. You're supposed to be on a mountain, but you've gone to hide in a cave. And when you are in the cave, God comes to you and says, what are you doing here? Is this where I called you to be? Is this where I want you to be? And there are cave dwellers who just like staying in the cave and enjoying the cave because they attract other cave dwellers. So when you are underappreciated, they say, ah, tell me. This is how the world is so you work harder and then they will throw, throw you away oh you too they want to kill you me too they want to kill me <laughs> two fugitives one of the worst things in life is to be in trouble and find like-minded people in the same trouble who encourage you with your troubles and never edge you out of your troubles. They may keep you companionship, but they will bury you in a cave also. When you are in a cave, you want somebody on the mountain to say, come up here. You want somebody to say, hey, come out! So you can rise up from the cave. When you are in a cave, you don't want another cave dweller talking like you. And Elijah, is in the cave and God says, what are you doing here? And this morning I just feel like God is asking a lot of us, what are you doing here? Why do you go to everybody talking about your marriage problems? Why, why are you talking about, you're even talking about to people who are not married. And people who are not married are your marriage counselors. And some of you, your children are your marriage counselors. Oh, mommy, don't worry, mommy, it will be okay. Your child is your counselor. You are in big trouble. You are in a big cave. Not only at the entrance, but deep inside the cave. Your child at 12 is counseling you. Mommy, this time when daddy comes, do the, do the food this way, do the food this way, and please dress well. Your child at 12 is counseling you. It's cave mentality. You're talking your problem to everybody. And you tell people about how life has been to you. And you know what they do after you leave? They laugh at you and insult you. Honor yourself a little bit. Treat yourself well a little bit. Respect yourself a little bit. God says, what are you doing here? Why are you telling everybody your business? Why are you crying to everybody? Get out. And he says to Elijah, move from here. Go to the wilderness of Damascus. Very interesting, because that's where he's running away from. He has to go back to the place. And something very interesting happens. So, let me conclude. How do we move from here to there? How do we move? How do we make that movement? For Elijah, it means hearing 
the word of God, receiving a fresh word from God. Every time Elijah moved, it was because he had a fresh word. May God give you a fresh word. The word of God will move you from zero to hero. The word of God will move you from here to there. The word of God will move you from a dry brook to Zarephath. The word of God is what moves you. May God speak to you. And I pray that you receive a fresh word. In your night season, may God speak to you. In your dreams, may God speak to you. In your vision, may God speak to you. As you read the scripture, may God speak to you. As you open your devotion, may God speak to you. A fresh word. Because God is never short of supply. Never short of supply. Receive a fresh word from the Lord. To move from here to there, you have to step out of the cave that you find yourself in. Get out of that place. Stop telling everybody about your pain and your trouble. Step out. You're too beautiful for the cave. You're too handsome for the cave. You're too talented for the cave. You're too strong for the cave. Some of you have stayed in caves for 20 years, 30 years. Have you noticed the litany of woes you've been complaining about in the last 10 years? Everybody's tired around you. People see you coming, they turn around. People see you coming, they change, they, change, they, they, they move on. Anytime in life where you see that happening, it means that you are becoming a burden. You go into your friend, you see him, he sees you. You are there, he's, you're going, and then you look at him, he's going, oh, hello, he's going to shake somebody's hand. Don't take it as personal offense. It just means that they can't carry you again. You are too heavy. Because every time you meet them, you start the same conversation that started seven years ago. Did I tell you, what? And, and then you narrate it six years, seven years, five years, you know, come down. By the time you finish, everybody is tired. You call them, they don't pick. You call them, they don't pick. You call them, they don't pick. Everybody checks their phone. If you call, they don't pick. They come, they come. Everybody checks their phone. You've called somebody, call, 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 call. He's not picking. He just doesn't want to talk to you. Get it. Don't be a weight. Get out of the gay cave. Step out. God didn't tell you to go to a cave. He didn't say, Elijah, go to the cave of Horeb. He says, go to the mountain. I want you to rise up. I want to bless you. I want to lift you. What are you doing buried in a cave? You have to step out of it. Tap somebody on the shoulder and tell them, step out of it. And when you step out of it, you have to go where God wants you to go. Very interesting. Elijah is running away from, from, from the same place he's running away. God says, go back. In other words, go face the thing you are afraid of. And it's very interesting when you study the life of Elijah. You think this is the end of his life. Really, he had more than 20 years extra successful years of ministry after this and if you look at the exploits that he did after this you say wow this guy who went so down look how high he went because there's just one i want to read to you is in first kings chapter 21 this is after these incidents first kings 21 king ahab the same bad boy had killed a man called naboth 
and taking his vineyard from him. And Elijah shows up. Elijah shows up and listen to Elijah. I'm just so impressed with the transformation that happens to Elijah. First Kings chapter 21 from verse 17. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishba saying, Arise, go to meet Ahab, king of Israel, who lives in Samaria. There he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whom, where he has gone down to take possession of it. You shall speak to him saying, Thus says the Lord. Have you murdered and also taken possession? And he shall speak to him saying, Thus says the Lord in the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth. Dogs shall lick your blood, even yours. So Ahab said to Elijah, Have you found me, O my enemy? <laughs> Isn't it amazing? It means whilst he's running away from Ahab, Ahab is also running away from him. And Ahab said, Have you found me? Have you found me, O oh my enemy? And Elijah answered, I have found you because you have sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring calamity on you. I will take away your posterity and I will cut off Ahab and every male in Israel, both born and free. And he continued just talking. This is a man who a few days ago or a couple of years ago thought, oh, I've come to the end of myself. Look at his ministry. As a matter of fact, he called fire a couple of times on some people after this. Doing exploits, bold, confident. Because he listened to the word of the Lord and moved from here to there. And when you get there, you realize the thing you were afraid of was afraid of you. The thing you were running away from was running away from you. Elijah, you are still anointed of God. So he goes and he speaks to Ahab in the most audacious way. This is the boldest he had ever. The first time he spoke to Ahab, he says there will be no dew and there will be no rain. This time he's speaking the guy directly. He says, I found you. Can you imagine? There are bodyguards around. The king's army is around. There are charioteers around. They can just arrest him. But he's so bold. And he walks out of the place. After declaring that. This is the man who was hiding in a cave. May God bring you out of the cave. And when he does... May he cause you to rise to new heights you have never ascended to in your life. May he cause you to confront that which confronted you. Bring down that which brought you down. Fight that which is seeking to fight you. Because the word of God will move you from here to there. There is a new there for you. Somebody say there is a new there for me say there is a new there for me and i'm going to get there you're going to get there you're going to get there i said you're going to get there i said you're going to get there get out of the cave and step out because there is a new ahab you must confront and for you to move from here to there you must connect with the new people god has lined on your path Connect with the new people. 
That's what God told Elijah. When you get out from here, you're going to meet three people. And you're going to anoint them. You're going to anoint Hazael. You're going to anoint Jehu. And you're going to anoint Elisha. So he went, found Elisha. And for the next 20 years of his life, he trained Elisha. And it was in that period that he went to confront Ahab. In that period, God used him mightily. Because when you step out of the cave, God is going to link you to people who will reinvigorate you. Energize you. Quicken you. Enable you. Empower you. To do greater exploits. As we enter the new year, I believe there is a place called there for you. And may every month of 2019 be a there for you. There will be resources for you in January. There will be people in January. There will be opportunities in January. There will be resources in February. There will be open doors in January. There is somebody who must meet you in February and give you a word to turn your life around and you will meet that person there is a brook for you in march rivers will flow again in march ravens will feed you in march there will be a visitation in april there will be the hand of god you are coming out of the cave you will stand before ahab in may and you will declare boldly the word of the lord in june the lord will take you to a new place in july oh july your faith will be renewed your spirit will be renewed oh you will do greater works in july in august god will do great signs and wonders with you in september you will see something you have never seen before something you've never heard before you will hear it places you never went you will go in september in october you will laugh you will rejoice in November, your hands will be filled with abundance. You will be overloaded. In December, Thanksgiving will well up in your mouth. You are moving from here to there. And along the path, there is provision for you. There are people your way. There is supply your way. There is favor your way. There will be brooks. There will be widows. There will be ravens. But God will make sure that at every spot, there will be a supply line for you. God's supply chain will work for you. God's supply chain will work for you. There will be a supply for you. There will be abundance for you. I pray for you that wherever your brook has dried, you will hear a fresh word and move forward. Wherever there is drought, you will hear a fresh word and move forward. Whatever has moved you to the cave in the mountain, you'll hear a fresh word and come out of the mountain. Whatever caused you to run away in fear, you'll hear a new word and go back and face Ahab. May the Lord give you strength. May the Lord give you victory. May the Lord give you a testimony. May the Lord make you a testimony. May the Lord establish your feet. May 2019 be a year of God's supply in your life. In Jesus' name, somebody give God praise.
Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebill, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebill. Email otebill at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.